Hello and welcome to the Business Development with Cleopatra podcast. My name is Cleopatra, your host. I consider myself an experienced business and partnership development professional specialized in growth strategies for small and large companies. I founded two businesses myself, Rana, a tech-enabled task marketplace, and EA Network, a conglomerate of investors seeking early-stage investments in Africa. The BDC podcast is a medium where I and other experienced business professionals share life and professional lessons. If you are looking for a podcast that can help you leverage business development, marketing, sales, and strategy to grow your business or to help you advance in your role, you are at the right place. Stay tuned and let's grow together. Uh, thank you so much for joining this uh, live. So the plan going forward is to simultaneously record uh, my lives and my podcasts uh, so that I can keep my content or the content that I share streamlined. Top of the morning to you, bonjour to Limon. Um, I hope you're doing okay. I hope you've started out your week um, on a high note. Um, today, I wanted to talk about winning at cold outreaches. Um, I mean, I have had this topic scheduled for a while now, but um, someone reached out to me last week and it just made it a, a little bit more, uh, you know, timely to post this or to do this uh, stream. Um, so we're going to be looking, like I said, winning at cold outreaches. I'll be a little bit biased on... Um, Called towards cold calling because this is what I've had the most success at, um, as opposed to you know cold emails. Uh, we're gonna take the same strategy we used for the winning at networking uh, episode and talk about what you need to do before, what you need to do during, and what you need to do after. And at the end of that, I'll be sharing some tips and resources. Um, pardon me, I've got a cold, so. <laughs> you're gonna hear some sniffles throughout this video um so first of all what you need to do before you you know start a cold outreach i'm a very big fan of research um i mean if you followed me if you've listened to me you know you would have known how much i bang on about research doing research market entry research that research so it's not any different when you're doing cold outreaches it's very important I mean, the first step is doing research. So research to find the contact of the person that you're trying to reach. Um, so a lot of the times, especially during when you're doing B2B sales, it's very difficult to, um, you know, find one person as opposed to when you're doing B2C, you see who you're looking for and you reach out to them. Um, it's very important to find the right person when you're doing, you know, business to business sales um you know the key decision maker because that would save you loads of time as opposed to you know starting from the small guy and then going working your way up the ladder um you know it's very important so finding the right contact linkedin is a very good resource i mean everyone knows this uh, for finding the right contacts 
Um, another tip that I would say is leverage Google advanced search. Whatever parameters you're trying to find, you can put it on Google advanced search and you're going to find what you're looking for. You know, back in the day when I worked with Devere and would always, you know, prospect, um, Google advanced search was what I used to basically stay ahead of the game. Um, when everyone else was, you know, dying on LinkedIn, I was on Google advanced search. Um, and the good thing about Google advanced search is that it gives you access to multiple websites for the same criteria. If I'm looking for someone who has lived in the UK and is now resident in Ghana, I go into Google, put in those parameters and all sorts of websites. I mean, it's, it's probably the best search engine that was ever invented. So leverage that. First steps, find the contact, not just the contact, find the right contact. Find the right person to reach out to when you're doing cold outreaches. Secondly, I mean, and this goes without saying, although a lot of people neglect it and, you know, end up being frustrated, it's important for you to pick the best times when you're doing cold outreaches, especially cold calls. Um, look at the profile of the person that you're trying to reach um, and then use common sense to find or determine what times will be best to reach out to that person. If I'm trying to call, you know, someone who works at a school, a teacher, probably when classes in session is not the best time to try and reach out to them. Um, so it's important to, you know, like I said, use common sense to pick the best times. And as a salesperson, when you go and start your day, do not take for granted the power of uh, having a structured day. Structure your day before you start every morning. Decide what you, you need to do every hour of the day because that helps you plan better and it takes away frustration. You know, if I know the people that I'm calling in the mornings based on their profile, their job profile, or I know the people that I'm calling in the afternoons. So the times in between, I know exactly what to do if I need to prospect, if I need to do admin work. It's really important to be a successful salesperson. You need to be able to structure your day effectively. So before, let's do a recap on that. Before you go on and do a cold outreach, you need to make sure that you find the right contacts. You can leverage tools like Google Advanced Search to even find people. Um, you can leverage tools like Lusher to find direct contacts. And you can leverage tools like Zoom Info for emails if you're you know, into cold emailing. Um, secondly, pick the best times. Make sure you structure your day so that you're calling people at the right times because that will determine if you're successful at, you know, outreaching or not. Um, if you keep calling people at the wrong times, you're going to always get the callbacks, the not interested, the irritated prospect because you're not picking the right time to call them. So, you know, bear in mind, those two things are key before even initiating, um, you know, a cold outreach. Um, so let's go on to the during. Uh, this is probably the part where you get the most advice ever when it comes to sales and cold calling. This is where everyone focuses on. Nobody really talks about the before. Nobody really talks about the after. It's often what you need to do when you're making a cold call. 
and whenever you see that it's focused on the during so let's talk about the during um i love cold calling um you know when i had to do it not anymore <laughs> uh, i probably will love it again if i if i need to do it uh, but just taking someone from a profile on the internet to someone that you can actually have a good conversation with find a solution for is what i live for i live for connecting problems with solutions and that's why i love business development because it gives me the power to do that you know you're a person you have a need sometimes you're not even aware of that need but then i come in i look at your profile i determine that you've got that need i call you up conf- convince you that you've got that need you see my point of view we do a meeting you get value from that meeting you decide to buy that solution it's the perfect thing to do i wouldn't want to do anything else and that's why now i even even though i'm not making cold calls you know i'm keen on connecting people's problems with the solutions they need to solve it right um so let's go to the during before i get carried away again um so there are a few things that i do to make a successful cold call so i'm not gonna sell you what has been written genetically generically pardon me (laughs) Um, i'm gonna talk to you about what i do what i've used in the past what has worked for me um, and how you can then leverage that and make your own system basically good salespeople have their own systems there's no rule book i mean there are rules that you can take from perfect and customize to make your own uh you know system it's important that you have your own system um so first of all what i would do is whenever i'm making the during of my cold calling or cold outreaches is one thing i always always bear in mind is that i need to go straight to the point um you know because of the kinds of people that i dealt with you know high network individuals top professionals in their field they don't have time to dilly-dally around with me. They don't know me, first of all. You know, I call them up and then I'm, I'm doing the ums and the ahs. No, it's not acceptable. So you need to, first of all, you need to have a script. I should have said this in the before. You need to have a script to guide all of your conversations, uh, whether emails or whether calls. So as a salesperson, something that you need to do to prepare is you need to have your own script and that script is not for you to recite off of it's to guide your thought process because as human beings i mean case in point as human beings we tend to get distracted quite easily Uh, we get distracted by the things around us we get distracted when we get excited so it's important that you have a script to guide your thought process and help you you know, get the most out of the cold outreach or the the conversation that you're having. Um, And typically my scripts would have, you know, the introduction. Um, It will have the solution and will have the close. And within those three subsections, there are, you know, other things that I would do to make sure that I have a successful cold call. Um, So first things first, go straight to the point. Um, I always love to be open. You know how they say, 
don't ask people how they're doing if you don't actually mean it well i take that very seriously when i'm making cold calls um so typically my cold calls would start like this hello this is cleopatra calling from cleopatra.com um i'd like to speak with whoever i'm calling is this him yes oh no right well i'm got your number off of da 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 or i got your number off of linkedin or i got your number from your friend from your colleague um straight to the point and open because i find that the more that i start a call with the most uh how do you say being the most open that i can be the more successful they become because if i don't go straight to the point if i don't tell them you know who i am where i'm calling from who gave me their number they're gonna ask me that and it's always really bad when they come back and ask you so imagine this hi this is cleopatra calling from stambik um may i speak to ugo i'm speaking to ugo and then i go on to ugo i'm calling because i want to sell you my stambik product ugo is gonna be like who is this why are you calling me where did you get my number and then it becomes a little bit of a sticky situation you know but then if i go on and say hi ugo this is cleopatra i'm calling from stambik i got your number from chima who said that he you know he thinks you might have a need for the service we provide the next logical response from ugo will be oh what services do you provide because he knows chima and Chima has given me his number and I've said the reason why Chima gave me his number. So his next logical question will be, what service do you provide? Right. So it's important for you to, first of all, like I said, go straight to the point, uh, introduce yourself, offer information before you're asked, right? And then build rapport from there. So first things first, Go straight to the point, be open. And in being open, you need to start off that call by introducing yourself. You need to offer them information before they ask you to help you then transition into uh, rapport seamlessly. How do I build rapport? Um, I've got two, um, two ways that I do that to ensure that I, I, I start off my, my rapport building seamlessly. Uh, first of all, I ask for how they are doing. Again, back to what I had said. I know people say don't ask uh, people how they're doing if you don't intend to know. I want to know what, how you're doing because that would determine, you know, the direction of our call. So I would go into how are you doing today? It's not how how do you do. It's not how how are you. No, those are very vague. Those are very generic how are you today and i find that when i ask questions like that people would often say oh i'm fine and you and that allows me to then start my report um so if i speak to someone and then i'm like oh hello ugo this is cleopatra i got your number from chima um he said that you might have a need for the service that we provide and you know i say to him but before i go into it how are you doing today 
Ugo uh, would likely say, I'm very well, Cleopatra, thank you, and you. And instead of me saying, oh, I'm fine, I would go on to say something that actually, you know, does define how I'm doing that day. Uh, I might say, well, the sun today was really quite hot. So, you know, I probably made the wrong outfit choice because I feel like I'm going to get cooked. Laughter on the other side. Or I could say something like, yeah, not so bad. I mean, I got a call from my mom today um, that she'll be visiting in December. So I'm actually really looking forward to that. Gives him insight into my life. and uh, makes me look trustworthy, which is how I want to come off. You can say anything to how are you doing today? And that is one very good way to start off building rapport, being as genuine as possible and answering questions as genuinely as possible. So that's one way that I, you know, build rapport. And another way that I would usually build rapport is to start with what we call a one-liner. Um, a one-liner can be anything. It can be you asking about what they're going to do for the weekend. If it's, you know, if it's an eventful weekend, it could be you um, stating something that is happening in the world. It could be anything. I remember, I mean, this sounds a little bit dirty, but I'm Nigerian, so I'm allowed to say it. So I remember a few years ago, I was working in Mauritius, but dealing with clients in Nigeria. And actually not a few years ago, it was... It was last year <laughs> and uh, during that time unfortunately the NSARS pro protest happened and a lot of people were killed uh, a lot of protesters and this was this was on, 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 on worldwide news and so I would call people because as, as, as poignant as that may sound um, it's, it was the best time to give people a way out because, you know, the country, you know, not to sound too political, let's get on back to the point. So my one-liner during that time is, did you happen to, you know, follow the protests? And then people talk. People talk. That's what you want to do. When building rapport, that's what you want to do. You want to put people in a position where they can genuinely answer back to you. And then you listen. You know, just like I said before, if I'd said, Oh, my mom's coming back in, 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 in December and I'm looking forward to that, you know, the person on the other side would definitely have something to respond to that and that would then lead to genuine rapport or if i went on to say what do you think about the u.s elections everyone's gonna have something to say about that so think about what's happening around you to help you create your one-liners think about uh you know personal things that someone else could relate to that makes you seem open and genuine uh, which is what you want to go for um, think about, you know, from your research that you might have done, think about something that, you know, the person that you're speaking to could relate to. If I'm speaking to someone who works, um, you know, in one of the big four accounting firms and there's an accounting news um, or development in the world, I will bring that up as, one, as my one-liner because it gives them the opportunity to, you know, have a genuine conversation with me. And that's how you build 
rapport. Um, I didn't say this in the before, but one of the very important things to do before you go into a cold call is to do research and find a commonality um, because it helps you when you're doing your one-liners. It helps you when you're building rapport because you want to go into that call and warm up that lead as much as possible. Um, that's the best way to succeed at making cold calls. You want to warm up that lead. What do I mean by research a commonality? So let's say I find an, a very interesting contact on, on LinkedIn. Um, I want to reach out to them. I feel like my service or my solution will be perfect for them. So let's say this solution is that, you know, I help with, you know, pension solutions in the UK, which is what I actually did. Um, so a good scenario, and this, this really happened. A good scenario is um, a few years ago, I'd found a profile of a lady who works in a bank. She lived in the UK for some time, looked like the perfect candidate for my solution. And I wanted to reach out to her. So I said, you know what, do a bit of research, see. And so I went out and did some research. You know, I Googled her and I found that she had a blog. And this blog talked about helping women navigate the intricacies of, uh, you know, their jobs and helping them grow um, in whatever job they're doing. And at that point, I was actually really struggling with my growth in my career. So it was a perfect thing. You know, I had reached out to her, I'd referenced her blog, we got to talking. It was, it was one of the best calls I ever made. Um, she didn't end up becoming a client for, for reasons that, you know, had nothing to do with, you know, the solution we're providing. But, you know, that was a very good, uh, you know, cold call that I made. Um, you know, research a commonality. It's very, it, it could be anything. It could be that you guys attended the same uni. It could be that you lived on the same street in the past. It could be anything. You, it could be that you've got mutual friends. Research a commonality that will help you a lot. Um, I think for, for my during, I know that I've been going back and forth, pardon me guys, but I will do a recap of everything at the end. So for my during, another thing that I want you to, to really, really hone into, it's the ALS, I call this the ALS, is ask, listen, suggest when making a cold call. During a cold call, you want to make sure that you're asking questions, not telling. It's not, it's not your personal show for you to go and tell people what to do, what you think. No, you want to ask. You want to ask, you know, ask about how they're doing. Ask about, you know, their business. If you're selling a business solution, ask about themselves. If you're selling a personal solution, um, ask questions that would lead them to realizing that they need a solution. Uh, typical example, let's say that I'm selling uh, whiteboard markers, for example, and I'm talking to someone who, um, you know, does a lot of presentations with whiteboards. And I say to them, um, hi, uh, Ugo, so tell me a little bit about what you do. I'm asking, Ugo's going to tell me what he does because people love to talk about themselves, right? And then, you know, I also listen whilst Ugo is telling me because that leads the conversation to where I want it to go by listening attentively to what Ugo is saying. Ugo tells me about his business. He tells me that he purchases, you know, 10 whiteboard markers every day. He purchases them one by one. 
you know, as and when he needs them. And let's say that I've got a subscription white bot marker business. So I, I ask Ugo, he tells me, I listen, pick out the good points from what he's saying, and then come back to Ugo and suggest, suggest the solution. So I say to Ugo, right, so you actually have to go out and buy these markers as and when you need them. Yes, I do. Okay, let me tell you about you know why do I actually have a subscription whiteboard marker business oh you do yes you know I you know instead of you going out to buy these things every day what if you don't have time what if you have pressing uh, other things to do I can actually make a plan to deliver those to you you know on a weekly or monthly or bi-weekly basis what do you think about that this approach, you're not forcing something on Ugo. You've, you've asked him a question, he's answered you, you've listened to his need, and now you're preferring or suggesting a solution to that need. This is the best way. ALS is the way that I go. Whatever I'm selling, I ask, I listen, and then I prefer a solution uh, to that problem. Right. And you want to leave with a close whenever you're making a cold call because just as digital marketers would tell you about um a call to action it's also very important to leave a cold call with a close it could be anything it could be a soft close so i categorize my closes into two a soft close and a hard close a soft close could be a reach out to me later it could be a call me back later that's fine it means the door is still open uh, for me to do a half close later in the future all right and then a hard close would be to get that meeting get the sale in that moment i always prefer the soft close to be honest with you because it gives me an opportunity to i don't know no, scratch that. <laughs> it would be it, it'd be very good if I had a hard close, but a soft close I can I can accept that as well. So a hard close. Make sure that you get that meeting. I've told Ugo that you know I've got a subscription uh, uh, whiteboard marker business, and I'd be happy to come talk to him about it. What do you think about coffee, Ugo? Let's have coffee tomorrow. Make sure you get the time and the date. Let's have coffee tomorrow um at 2 p.m and one one thing that i found works really well is to give options but limited options so if i'm talking to go and i've said to go you know let's have a chat about how we can you know get you whiteboard markers as and when you need them without you needing to leave the convenience of your home or your office um i can come by and talk to you and show you some some samples to go uh, what do you think about Wednesday at 2 p.m. or Thursday at 10 a.m.? What works best for you? It's not one day, it's two days and it's two times. So there are two ways this can go. Ugo can either find a time and date that works for, for him from those two options that I've given him or he's going to counter them by proposing a new time and date and that's fine as opposed to saying how about on thursday at 10 a.m ugo will come back and say oh i can't do that and that might end the conversation there 
the chances of him proposing a different time is slimmer as opposed to when I offer him options. So think about that. Always live with a close, a soft close or hard close. A soft close, like I said, could be a call me back. And if it's a call me back, make sure you get a date and time to actually do the call back. Um, or a hard close could be getting the meeting or getting the sale outrightly. Right. So we've talked about the before, we've talked about the during. Now let's talk about after. You're probably wondering, like, what else is there to do after you've gotten the clothes, after you've done the what else? Well, it could easily go badly if you don't do the things in the after you know you think you've got a close you think you've got the meeting but it could just as well be that you don't it could be that this person is like oh come on get off the phone okay i agree just get off the phone uh you you wouldn't know for sure if you don't do the things in the after so what do i do after a good conversation it's just one thing that comprises of three key um, elements um, what i would do after a successful code call is i mean and listen a successful code call could be you know a soft or a hard uh close so bear in mind um i could send a follow-up email or text you should do this you should always do this send a follow-up email or a text and in my follow-up email or text there are three things that i do yeah i do three things i recap our conversation i show gratitude and then i confirm the course of action that has been agreed on right so you know i'm done talking with ugo um you know ugo has given me his email he's given me his phone number so i decided to send ugo an email so i would do this i would say dear ugo thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today i really enjoyed our conversation and getting to know about your business and the demand for you know door-to-door coaching I never had, you know, an idea that this is, you know, something that people actually do go for. So I was very, very happy that you took your time to walk me through it. Um, thank you so much for, you know, also listening to the solution that I provide and taking the time to schedule an appointment with me. Um, just to recap, uh, we've you know this is to confirm our appointment for thursday at 12 p.m at your office um if anything comes up please let me know you can reach out to me on my mobile or via email and i'd be happy to you know do whatever make a concession um respond to any questions you have just close it out that way it could be anything send a follow-up email or text three things to be in mind when you're sending the follow-up email or text is to recap your conversation show gratitude and then uh, confirm 
the next course of action. If it's a meeting, if it's a callback, confirm, put in the date and time that has been agreed on uh, so that he can always, or he or she can always refer back to that. So that's it for winning at cold outreaches. I know that by no means have I covered everything, but this is a very good start. Um, so just to recap on uh, during our, our before and our after is for the before, make sure you do research to find the right contact. Um, secondly, make sure you do research to find the commonality between you and that prospect. And then thirdly, pick the best times. Use common sense to pick the best call times. These things, if you do them before a cold call, your chances of having a successful cold call would be really high. And then on to our during. Um, firstly, you want to make sure that you're open and that you go straight to the point. Um, and in that, you want to introduce yourself, offer information before you're asked, and move to build a solid rapport. Um, we did delve into the two ways that I viewed rapport, so I'm going to recap on that as well. Um, use one-liners, um, draw from things that are happening in the world to have a one-liner. And secondly, ask people how you're doing and answer genuinely. That would be a very good lead way to building strong rapport. Secondly, you want to use the ALS method, which is ask listen and suggest it's a less evasive way of selling you ask the prospect the right questions you listen to their responses pick the key information from there and then suggest a solution to their problem and then leave with a close make sure that whenever you're making a cold call you leave with a close it's either you get a call me back reach out to me later or you get a meeting or an outright sale uh, whilst you're making the call. It's important. Don't leave things hanging. Make sure that you attach a date and time to whatever kind of clothes you get, soft or hard. And, you know, that will lead us then to the after. So for after, there's just one thing to do. Send a follow-up. Send a follow-up whenever you finish the cold call. You want to send an email or text with these three elements. You want to show gratitude for the conversation that you've had because time is a luxury. So if someone has given you five, 10 minutes of your time, you need to be appreciative of it. Show gratitude, recap your conversation and then confirm the next course of action. If it's a call me back, confirm that, confirm the date that you've been asked to call back and the time. If it's an outright meeting, confirm that it's been put in the diary, the date and the time. And if it's an outright sale, confirm the quantity or whatever you know rate of measure you've used uh, for that product or service. And, and you know, make sure that you confirm. Uh, there are few other things to consider when uh, making cold calls. Uh, I know that what I've talked about are maybe the structural things to, to consider, but there are a few non-structural things that you should consider as well. Uh, 
I think this one is is basically for people, new new people, new salespeople that are now starting to make cold calls. Um, and this is something that that helps me a lot, um, and it's gonna be in my book as well. Um, Fear is a liar. It's a chapter in my book as well. Fear is a liar. Uh, those first few minutes before making a cold call oh my god it's dreadful or even your first cold call it's dreadful but you have to bear in mind that it's just fear and you know you're competent you've been hired for that job for a reason Uh, and just do it that's all i'm gonna say just pick up the phone dial that number and just do it right and another thing that you should consider is when you're speaking to a prospect on the phone you want to picture a friend or at least i did that i pictured that i was speaking to a friend and no matter what they said to me whether positive or negative i take it in stride and just go on because it's not personal um so picture a friend you know your friends say hurtful things too your friends um you know you have you don't think about what you're going to say to your friends you just go with the flow so this is basically what i mean when you're making cold calls go with the flow listen and then go with the flow uh oh this is this is probably a, a structural one make sure that you stand up especially if you're new at cold calling uh because when you stand up you sound more confident and you want to sound confident because if you're not confident in what you're selling, if you're not confident in the message that you're passing on, you're not going to convince the person on the other end of the line. So stand up when you're making cold calls and you know your voice sounds a lot more confident. You sound a lot more convicted um, in what you're selling. And then lastly, know that no physical harm is going to come to you over the phone you know the worst thing someone can say to you is no i'm not interested right so do not be afraid to pick up the phone and make that down worst case scenario is a no and a no is usually you know crying out for more information so nobody's gonna slap you over the phone no one's gonna punch you over the phone or arrest you for calling them Um, so bear that in mind and just make that call today thank you so much guys for you know coming on to my first live stream and my i think seventh episode on the bdc podcast if you haven't been on the podcast you can go on anchor on spotify on apple podcast um it's available on any podcasting uh 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 platform you can think of it's called the bdc podcast um sending your request i want to know what topics you guys want me to talk on next i'd be happy to um you know answer any questions i've been getting a lot of direct messages um you know recently i love it i love those messages keep sending them in keep asking your questions and i look forward to connecting again next week thank you